Hi and welcome to episode 10 of the Social Skills and Conversation Strategies series. My name's Richard Gray and I'm happy to have you along, whether you're watching me on the live stream or you're listening to me on the podcast. If so, quick disclaimer, I have been told that my voice can be quite hypnotic, so don't operate any heavy machinery for the next 20 minutes. Alright, with that out of the way, let's continue and get straight into today's topic which is rapport building. Now, I have to add another disclaimer here because some people don't like this. Some people say that it doesn't work or that it's unethical because it involves you copying the other person to a certain degree. So some people don't like that and they may never have tried this technique and it's just a knee-jerk reaction for them to say that it doesn't work or they don't like it. Now, if I didn't like it, I wouldn't be teaching it. But I find it one useful approach to a conversation with a new person just to help that layer of familiarity develop, um, lubricate the rapport just a little bit. It's, It's one piece of the jigsaw that you're making a friend picture out of. Let me let me circle back to what I just said there later on in this in this uh, live stream. Um, you, you'll understand why when I get there. I, I didn't say that picture, making a picture out of a or a friendship picture. I didn't say that deliberately. I'm, I'm going to come back to that and explain why that's significant. But for now, let's carry straight on. And I want to give you a little bit of context about rapport, and in particular the rapport that we're going to be using today because there's advanced layers of rapport building that you can get into but those advanced levels are for when once you're more comfortable and familiar with the whole concept and you've and you've mastered these basic levels that I'm going to introduce you today so I will I will cover them just for informational purposes later on but right now we're talking about a body language layer so it's not about verbal and copying what people say it's more about copying body language movements so let's say you're in a restaurant or you're in a cafe and you see two couples one couple couple a is a new couple they're on a first date so they're not familiar with each other they don't know each other and as a result they're not yet in rapport with each other because they don't know each other They've not found those connections, those that familiarity. Couple B is two people that know each other. Maybe they're good friends. Maybe it's a married couple. And they know each other. And so they're in rapport with each other. They're, f- they're familiar and they're in trusted company. So they are in rapport. And when you see two people that are in rapport or a group in rapport, you see them copying each other's movements on a subconscious level. So, for example, one person at the table leans forward and a few seconds later, the other person leans forward as well. They didn't do it consciously. They did it at a subconscious level and they were copying the other person's movement. So maybe the the other person leans back or they cross their arms, they cross their legs, they uncross their legs, they uncross their arms, etc. And the other person might do the same thing a little bit later and this is because they're in rapport and their subconscious 
is striving to match each other um, and, and, and replicate each other's body language. So if one has their arms crossed, maybe the other one wants to be the same and cross their arms as well so that they're at that familiar level and, and each other's subconscious is comfortable because they're on that same level. So that's, that's um, rapport at a body language level. And when you look at two couples, one in rapport, one in not, you will be able to tell which is the familiar couple, which is the friend couple and which is the new couple by their body language and, and by their movements. So try it, become a people observer and have a look for those movements. Maybe sitting in a park bench, just sit there and absorb, observe strangers and see if you can tell whether they're in rapport with each other and, and so that you can tell if they're friends or whether they're new to each other. A little exercise there for you. But for now, let's get straight on into this technique of rapport building. So as I say, it comes in four levels. And the first level is the matching level. So let's say somebody makes a movement. Maybe they scratch their chin with their hand, with their right hand, they scratch their chin or they rub their chin or they scratch their cheek or whatever. They do something on the right side of their face, maybe a scratch or a rub or something like that. Now, a few seconds later, you do the same thing. Maybe you, you introduce a 10 second delay between them doing it and you doing it. And it only has to be for a second. You could scratch your chin or rub your chin just for a second in passing. Now, done subtly in this way, the other person is very unlikely to make the connection. It might feel that you did it and it was obvious to you because you're thinking about it, you're conscious of what you're doing, but the other person is not, they have no idea unless you made that movement very blatant. Whether you did it just a few seconds after them and you did it for the same length of time and you made it obvious, in which case, their conscious noticed. Maybe the first time they dismissed it as a coincidence, but maybe a minute later you're copying another movement that they made and you made it blatant as well. And now it starts to become obvious to them that you're copying them, you're imitating them. And that's when they might call you out or they might feel like you're making fun of them or you're insulting them in some way. And this is what we don't want. It's in the subtlety. We're trying to bypass their conscious and talk to their subconscious. And so we can do that by introducing a delay and making it very brief. So they scratch their cheek or their chin or they rub it. Just for a few seconds, they do this. And then 10 seconds later, you do the same thing for just a second, maybe a, a quick scratch of your chin or your cheek. And that's it. The moments pass. It was very subtle and you introduced a delay and they had no idea that you were copying them in that way. Now, in order to make sure that you don't you don't get caught out here, you're not trying to copy every single movement they make. Maybe you just choose every fourth or every fifth movement they make. You see what I'm doing with my body language here? This might be something you choose to to copy but not blatantly maybe you maybe just rub your the palm of your hand sorry if you're on the podcast and you're not seeing what i'm doing um, i'm demonstrating on the live stream 
but basically I'm, I'm, I'm demonstrating by chopping my right hand into my left palm to illustrate different points or, or different aspects, a, a sequence of aspects. And instead of chopping your right hand into your left palm, you could just 10 seconds later, you just for a moment, you hold up your left hand and you scratch it. And the other person does not make that connection between what they did and what you're doing. It bypassed their conscious and it went straight to their subconscious. The subconscious noticed, even if the conscious didn't. And that's what we want to achieve. So we achieve the subtlety by introducing a delay and only copying maybe every third, fourth or fifth movement that they make, or even the seventh or eighth movement. It depends on you and how confident you're feeling with this. In the beginning, maybe just copy one movement and leave it at that. Then in another conversation, you copy every 10th movement and you build yourself up to that familiarity and confidence in employing this rapport building strategy. Now, to make it more subtle, you could go to level two and introduce another degree of difference between what they're doing and what you're doing. So level two is the mirroring. So again, let's use the first example. Let's say they're scratching their right cheek. 10 seconds later, you briefly scratch your left cheek. So now you've used the mirror opposite of what they're doing. You've used the left cheek instead of the right cheek. And now you've added a, a degree of difference between what they're doing and what you're doing. So the matching, you did a straight up copy of what they did, even if it was more brief, it was still on the right cheek, but now the mirroring is doing the opposite cheek. If they cross their right leg over their left leg, you cross your left leg over your right leg. So you're mirroring what they're doing instead of matching. So that's level two. Level three is called crossover matching. So now, instead of at level one, the matching we used, they scratched their right cheek with their right hand. You did the same. You scratched your right cheek with your right hand. In mirroring, we scratched our left cheek. With crossover matching, you use a different body part. So I'm not suggesting you try and lift your foot up and scratch your right cheek with your big toe. That would be ridiculous. But... The point is that you're using a different body language and body part to imitate what they're doing or copy what you're doing. Imitate is not the right word. So you're copying at a subtle level and not precisely. So how could you use crossover? Let's say you're sitting down and the other person crosses their arms. So to crossover match, you could cross your legs instead of crossing your arms. And that would be an example of crossover matching, using a different body language, uh, using a different body part to copy what they're doing. And you've introduced another degree of separation so that it's less obvious to them. There's less chance that their conscious mind is gonna catch on and make a connection between what they're doing and what you're doing. So that's three levels. And now finally, level four is what they call micro muscle matching. So you don't use a body part. You don't copy what they're doing in any way, shape or form. 
So the example we've been using is scratching the right cheek with the right hand. So in the matching, we used our right hand and scratched our right cheek just for a brief moment. So it, it was just a fleeting action. In the mirroring, we used our left hand to scratch our left cheek. In the crossover matching, we used a different body part to copy what they were doing. And now with micro muscle, you're, you're twitching the muscle in the same area that they're using in their body language. So for example, let's say that they just rub their right eye with their right hand, it doesn't matter. With micro muscle matching, maybe you blink your eye and you don't have to wait 10 seconds either because this is much more subtle than all the other three. This is micro muscle and this is why I do like this one. It's, it's much more subtle and it's, it's much harder for the other person to make a connection, even if they were looking for the connection, which I guarantee you they're not. It's the last thing on their mind that you might be trying to copy what they're doing. So they rub their eyes for a moment. Maybe they got something in their eye or just they're just tired. Or maybe they said something that wasn't true. This And they blocked their eye for a second. I mean, blocking your eyes, this is a, a sign that somebody is saying something that they don't like. They're trying to block out the information. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm taking you down a different avenue here. So let's let's draw back to the relevant point of rapport building. So let's say they rubbed their eyes for whatever reason. And now you blink your eye a few seconds later. So you've done you, you've drawn attention to their subconscious. You've done a movement in the same area. Their conscious mind has not noticed, but their subconscious has noticed. They scratch with their right hand, their left shoulder. Maybe they're itching their shoulder or some part of their arm. And now you make a micro muscle switch in that area. A little subtle movement in that area on, on your right shoulder or your right hand. Maybe they've pointed and you make a little twitch with your finger. You don't have to hold up your hand and make a twitch. Maybe your, your hands are in your lap, but they've pointed with their finger or they've done something with their finger and you just twitch your, make a little movement, a little, a little twitch with, your, with the same finger on your hand. And this is a micro muscle movement, which it's very hard for their conscious mind to make the connection. It's very, very unlikely that they would. However, their subconscious may just make the connection and notice the, the connection between what they're doing and what you're doing, especially if you're doing it every fifth movement, you're making a subtle movement of your own in the same area. And the subconscious is gonna catch on. It's not going to tell, tell on you. It's not gonna be a tattletale. It's not gonna have a conversation with the person's conscious mind and say, hey, look what they're doing. <laughs> it isn't, that's not how it works. But at the same time, you're building rapport because you're doing these subtle body language movements, which tells their subconscious that you're two familiar people. You've got familiar movements. You're on a similar language. You've made a body language connection. You're on the same level. You're on the same frequency as that person or you're on a similar frequency because when they cross their arms, you're crossing their arms or you're doing something similar. And the subconscious of the other person recognizes that and it relaxes a little bit with you. It, 
opens up the door of trust with you just a little bit. So as I said earlier, it's one piece of the friendship making puzzle. And I'm now coming back to that because I was using a predicate word, a visual word. And this is where we're going to the advanced level. So I'm only introducing you this now for informational purposes. So if you like the whole concept of rapport building in this way, and you wanted to get into it at a deeper level, then there's there's other levels that you can take it to. Um, and the most advanced level is probably copying predicate words or predicate, predicate language that the other person is using. So I use that word picture, and that was a visual predicate. I build a, a friendship picture. This was a visual predicate. If I'd said, uh, that sounds good, or that resonates with me. These are auditory predicate words. If I'm using visual language, I'm saying that's crystal clear. That's That looks good. I'm building a picture. I said earlier that that resonates or that vibrates or that we're, we're in tune with each other. We're on the same level. These are auditory predicate words. And if you can talk at the same time as listening to the type of language the other person is using once you've reached that level of mastery you'll be able to tune in auditory predicate tune into what they're saying and the words that they're using most commonly in their language and you can identify whether they're a visual based person which the majority of people are or whether they're an auditory based person and then you can start using more auditory words in your own language in order to have that level of familiarity, that, that rapport with them. And that's a very advanced level. And that's where you can go with this. Now, other things you, that you can um, copy is tone of voice. How fast the other person is speaking or how slow, how pitched, how low they're speaking. Their emotion, are they angry, happy, relaxed? How are they feeling? You can match these things in, in your own um, in your own prose, in, in your own delivery. Another thing you can match is their breathing, how fast they're breathing or how slow you can you can match your own breathing to theirs if they're not wearing a heavy jumper or a coat and you can actually see their chest moving up and down. These are other things that you can identify and match. You, obviously, you can't mirror they're breathing but you can match it you see what i'm saying here so there's a whole there's a whole world of things that you when i look at somebody else i see a little universe and with a the universe there's like little satellite um, planets orbiting them and all these little orbiting um, aspects of this person are things that you could pluck out and and copy and and match or mirror match etc and so once you get to that level, you can you can choose what you'd like to use or nothing whatsoever. You might choose not to build rapport with somebody. That That's an option too. But what you don't want to try matching in any way is idiosyncrasies. So if somebody has got a, a movement that is specific to them, maybe they've got a twitch. This is something you don't want to try copying. And that is probably obvious, actually. But I'm just saying that as a disclaimer, just to make sure we're on the same wavelength. 
as uh, as I'm as I'm talking about this, we don't copy idiosyncrasies because that would become obvious if you started doing that. The other person would start noticing and they would feel a little bit insulted. Same again if they've got a little bit of a stutter or they've got an accent, you don't copy these things, especially if you don't have the same accent of them because they will notice and it will be specific to them in that context and in that conversation. So with that said, that is rapport building as a strategy for getting to know somebody and accelerating that sense of familiarity, which might develop anyway, but with through these rapport building techniques, just might help the journey along and make it a bit more smoother or may, make the journey between stranger and friend a little bit shorter. So there you have it in, in a nutshell, you've got the matching, you've got the mirroring, then you've got the crossover matching, and then you've got the micro muscle matching. That's your four levels. Choose the one that you like the best, try it out, build up a little confidence, choose one that you like and just use it once or twice in a conversation until you get some confidence and familiarity with what you're doing and then try building up on it. Maybe you watch two strangers talking in a park and, and you try and you just watch them and you match their body language from a distance just to get into the practice of, of matching or mirroring somebody else's movements. Okay, that's it for me today. That's it for this live stream. It's been a pleasure um, talking to you as always. And if you'd like to listen to previous live streams or you'd like notifications for what's coming up next, PDFs that come with these live streams. Yes, I, I make PDFs as well as reference points um, and, and to, to the topic that I'm talking about. So you could print it off if you're old school or you could upload it to, to your phone as a reference um, to revise what I've talked about. And, and just to help you get familiar with it. So if you like the idea of that and you want access to all that, then go to lifeconfident.com forward slash live stream and you'll be able to join and, and, and get these benefits and, and other benefits as well that you'll find in the live stream lounge area. If you like the sound of that, again, that, that uh, URL is lifeconfident.com forward slash live stream. Go there now, not if you're driving, uh, go there later. I'll put it in the notes as well so that you've, you've got a reference point. Okay, that's enough um, self-promotion. I'm going to say goodbye for now and hope to see you or hear from you again on the next live stream or podcast. Thanks very much.